What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Element Podcast. My name is Askia, and on today's episode, we have a really special guest, Brett Hunley. Brett is an NFL quarterback who's currently playing for the Baltimore Ravens, and it was just such a blast having him on the podcast. Not not just because of his work in the NFL and his time in the NFL, but because of the other things that I know Brett for. In the episode, we get into so much, but some of the things we cover are his time in the NFL and what it's like now being an OG and being able to give advice to younger quarterbacks. We touch on his foundation work, which is focused in primarily in the epilepsy community and connecting people to resources that they would not otherwise know about. And then we also get into more of the personal stuff. We talk about his journey as becoming a man and developing into a man and what that's like. And then we also get into some of his uh, his fascinations and his hobbies like cooking, as well as like traveling around the world and he drops some amazing gems. So I'm super excited that you guys are here. This is a really good episode and I really hope that you guys are able to take something amazing away from this. And with that being said, sit back, relax, and enjoy Brett and his element. Excited. Yeah, <laughs> me too, bro. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. Excited. All right. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Element Podcast. My name is Askia, and I have a very special guest here. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Man, uh, so happy and thankful that yeah. you invited me on the show. But um, course, I'm course. Brett Hunley, you guys. Um, born and raised here in Chandler, Arizona, and um, year eight in the NFL, currently for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm an old man in the NFL now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Eight that, years Eight is years. Nuts. It's a long time, man. What's the, the average? Two. 2.3 before Whoa. your pension yeah the average in the in the league is 2.3 and like now it's funny because in the ravens locker room i mean quarterback room like i'm called like the og <laughs> quarterback because everybody else is like for lamar and huntley yeah. and stuff and they're you know younger younger guys mm. but it's just funny like thinking even saying that like i'm an old man in like the OG. <laughs> how, does that, how does that feel man like that obviously comes with like wisdom sorry oh, yeah. like chirping in people's ear not chirping but like talking to people and like Hey, like, think about this or like, yeah, what is that OG title kind of like consists of? It's crazy to think of it too. Cause you know, I do like quarterback coaching and stuff like that. And I like coaching kids and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, for sure. but like when I think about it, like I've played now with Lamar, with Aaron Rodgers, with Russell Wilson mm. and with Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. like, and so like taking and like, I really learned from all of them, but like Aaron was the biggest and Russell and then from there, I sort of, you know, went on and started sort of my career changed almost to like mm. helping, you know, yeah. um, and still competing. But at the same time, like, you know, that's when I was helping out with Kyler when he got drafted and then now with Lamar and stuff and mm-hmm. um, and just being there, you know, trying to compete. But um, it is it is it's crazy to go from like the I remember when I first got in the league. And I like I was like Bambi, like bright eyed, like <laughs> Just scared like, out of my go, mind, right. had no idea what's going on. And now it's like being able to give back the wisdom of like what I've experienced in eight years is a lot mm. of wisdom. And like it's it really honestly, it's funny, too, because like I, uh, you know, it, I have wisdom from the game perspective as far as football. But a lot of it comes like not regarding like the X's and O's of football. It's like, you know, how to manage stress as a quarterback how to manage a team you know and it's like that stuff or like even how to study and prepare because not all the time you're taught that and I wasn't you know and I had great coaches coming up but same time you just got to learn stuff on the fly so um so yeah it's, it's just been a process but it's it's a journey. I yeah. guess that's like theme of the, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> what we were just talking thing. about. Yeah, exactly. it's like, like it's the camera. journey. Yeah, it's the journey from like you know 
one point to another. And so like speaking of like that journey, what's sort of the the mindset change that like is biggest to you from, you know, your first year to where you're at now? Whether it's the X's and O's yeah. or whether it's like whatever, like what's one of the things that is the largest change in your mindset? You know, it's 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 really been uh hmm. The biggest, biggest change of mindset has been not so much football. It stays, football stays the same. It's mm. the, you know, 100 yards, whether there's a big crowd, a small crowd, playing it for popcorn, like football doesn't change. But right. what change is like, I, I think for me personally, is figuring out who you are with football. Because mm. like most of the time I feel like athletes, a lot of us, and even myself, like, um, I mean, I had a hard process of like my journey finding myself outside of football and I feel like the longer you're in football the more you realize that it's a short game like I mean I'm truly truly blessed to sit here and say like I'm eight years in and like but I would have never never in a million years thought you know I I, everybody's goal is like to make it to the league right and then once you make it you're like all right well (laughs) you know now what and and most of the most you know most players are two three years in and then gone and you know even making it to your five or six is that's awesome but like most of the time after that you're you're gone yeah um and so it's it's figuring out who you are without football Mm. like it starts hitting you in the face and so for myself that's why i think now you know speaking on that earlier it's not necessarily when i'm talking to these you know all the other quarterbacks kyler's more and stuff like that it's not Huntley, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not, I don't really have so much football while, you know, maybe small things, how to study. I mean, they're, they're sure. gifted athletes. They, they, they got know. there for, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's like, it's the other things as far as like, you know, asking them questions like, what do you, what are your plans after football? Like who, who like, what do you, what are your passions? You know, most of right. us, most athletes, all we know is football. So, you know, like me figuring out that cooking, traveling and photography was like my passions, but yeah. like. It took me a while to figure them out, or and to be open enough to express them, because everybody right. knows you as a football player. So right. when you start putting in something different, like "Hey, I'm like this football player, but I also do all this stuff," mm-hmm. um, like it's a it's an identity shift mm-hmm. that you have to go through. And I think that's the biggest thing for me that's changed throughout my career in football. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I don't focus on football as much i think i am more efficient for sure now with football mm-hmm. way more efficient but um but it's just understanding that you know if i had a bad game my first year when i was starting for green bay like if i had a bad game you know it'd be i was completely depressed like honestly like because yeah. like your identity is tied to your performance yeah but it wasn't until i f- like found ever who i was outside of football that like you know, I, I'm still pissed by a bad game. Like, I would probably yeah, throw a Gatorade bottle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and that's that competitive nature. Yeah. Right? And like, that's that beast inside that, yeah, like, that is the thing that thing. got you there. Is like, I want to perform the best as I can. Yeah. And, like, all the work that goes into it. But, like, now, if I have that bad game, once I'm back home, mm-hmm. I can turn it off. Mm-hmm. And now it allows me to, like, still enjoy my day. Like, in a bad game where, like, you probably right. wouldn't see me for, you know, you know that night because I just... Yeah. Being with myself, but like yeah. now, like I'll still go out, I'll still, you know, enjoy with my family and friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's not so much of like a downer, but like that that mindset change, that transition or the, you know, identity shift, mm-hmm. that's really the biggest thing I think for, for myself in this like eight year career. As <laughs> yeah. I say, like, it's it's insane, yeah. man. No, it's insane. What do you think has been like the biggest um input into that that allow you that allows you to give because I've known you now for a couple of years. Yeah. Like 
and I can tell that what I have an idea of what I think makes you unique. Yeah. But what do you think is the thing that really puts puts you and separates you and allows you to compartmentalize the the football or like the different containers of your life? Yeah. Like what do you think really played a role into shaping that perspective? I think for me it was really um everybody has tough times in their lives. Of course. I've had my, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, it's like those moments that I like, I think of like the transition moments in my life. It's like when you have those times in your life where like, it's not the greatest. It's not like the shining bright, you know, I'm even when I got in for green Bay, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's, there's quarterbacks who've talked about it, but it doesn't really get spoken about too much. But like, you know, you go in those times where you're, to yourself you're depressed a little bit i was depressed you know especially after green bay and the first you know couple play uh first year playing there and stuff like that it didn't really go as well as i wanted and like you think like you work your whole life for these moments and then it didn't really go as as planned and i'm still here playing so i'm happy but um but like in the moment um there was a mix of things where like I, I was forced to see myself without football mm-hmm. or to see myself not in the light that I wanted to see myself performing in football. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had to look at myself in the mirror and, like, figure out, like, all right, like, I still have to enjoy life. Yeah. Like, because whether I'm playing next year or whether I'm not pl- – or whether I am playing eight years in, I know that, like, I'm not going to be playing f- – football nor do i want to till i'm 40 or 50 and you know kudos to tom brady love you man Insane. um but, but you know that, that yeah. that's that's a whole thing in itself but like for me i knew i my goal is to play through 10 and i'm out mm-hmm. regardless like yeah. i'm walking away but like in those moment in that moment of like sort of not not in the greatest space friction yeah the yeah lows, the valleys yeah there was um that was when i really started separating myself and like long story but uh, yeah, i'm gonna make it short there was a program i took it's called life skills mm-hmm. and uh it went through it was like a year-long course and luckily i was going through it while this was happening right. so thank thank god was this administered through the nfl no it oh, was it like was through green bay completely. yeah it was oh, it, i found no. it in green bay and i was intrigued you yeah. know because they were talking about how you know a lot of stuff stems from childhood and just yeah. working through yourself and your traumas and what you've went through growing up and um, so I started the class and, um, that class broke me down in ways I would have never thought, especially as a man and ego and stuff, right. man, that class tore me to pieces, Yeah. but it built me back up yeah. in the right way. And in the time of when I was going through this stuff with green Bay, it worked out perfect. Like the timing of like being torn down, especially with what was going on with football and then being built up in a better manner and a yeah. and i could look at football in a refreshing light now not yeah. as something that's like i was feeling drained Identity. yeah like and now yeah. like i was able to have fun mm, and that that is when the transition started for me and yeah. i was going into my fourth year yeah. oh, and that was night and day difference like that but that i literally that was the one moment of my life that like literally spun me in completely into the direction i'm in now yeah so. the importance of knowing yourself yes insane dude. yeah it's, that's, that's amazing yeah so that was that was the moment for me yeah you one of your it seems like it's a very very great achievement that mm-hmm. you've accomplished but your foundation oh yeah can you talk about it a little bit yeah so um that was huge man um for all you guys watching who don't know um i have my own foundation <laughs> the team baby the hunting team. foundation um and um uh, my sister was diagnosed diagnosed with epilepsy uh, when we were real little, like nine or ten, 
and um, her son, my nephew, uh, Bala Joy, uh, was diagnosed with infantile spasms, which is a form of epilepsy, mm. uh, when he was young as well, like probably like three years old. And um, we'd always done work with the um, foundation, with well, the Epilepsy Foundation, mm-hmm. and there was like a missing link between like as big as the foundation was and like the connection between the individual mm-hmm. and the story and like sometimes you know maybe people not feeling heard and then me and Paris yeah. were just rapping and it was like well let's start our own <laughs> and um that's Same. that's really like where it got started we wanted to create a team or a mm-hmm. family as we call it because with epilepsy with any you know anything um you, you know for Paris growing up it was a un, she, she. It was you know growing up out here in Arizona. There's not many people you, and especially where I grew up at in Chandler. Like when did nobody have epilepsy? No. And we didn't know anybody to have epilepsy, and we didn't know any community that helped us or Paris work through epilepsy mm-hmm. and what she was going through, and you know spending countless, at least over 500 times in the hospital, dislocating shoulders, like a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like going through that, there wasn't a community that we felt, and we wanted to start something that's that sort of bridged that gap, you know, brought people together and, and allowed people to one, feel heard Mm. and two know that there's somebody else that's in this with you. Right. And that's not only for the people with it, with epilepsy, with autism, with anything like that, but it's also for the caretakers and like for the Mm. families, because though, you know, the the caretakers also like, they got to be there. Yeah. They got to be there. And you got to watch somebody go through this stuff. So it's not, you know, and it's, it's 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 creating that family atmosphere and that mm-hmm. team where there's a community, and that really for us is where this thing got going and it blew up. Yeah. So, and where we're at now, you know, we're so thankful to have you know Rick Harrison as the face and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff, but like we still have that sense of family and that community and like everybody mm-hmm. who w- works for the foundation to the people who are we get to interact with and mm-hmm. you know learn and help out like we still keep in touch with everybody and yeah. it's literally just been a big family that's grown to where it is right now so it, it's just been it's just been bl- like truly a blessing to see all this stuff sort of like yeah. transpire yeah. <laughs> you know how has it uh, made you a better person how has it helped man, you grow it, it is man it, it's it's crazy I, I think about that a lot and because it, you know what's funny is like when you start a foundation like every you know, like I, I was like, all right, I, I just want to help people. You yeah, know, like exactly, of course. Oh, let's, let's just help somebody. Yeah. But then you realize, like, how much, how, like, I mean, in a in in a in the shorter term of things, like running a foundation is in a sense a business because yeah. I mean, you can't run a foundation that's losing money. No you know, you got you got to. But like the yeah. thing is, is like you're like the money you raise, you literally get to create these programs to directly help like the cause you're going after. And right. for us, you know. We have so, I mean, we're doing, you know, fatherhood programs. We're doing, for first-time fathers, we're doing, mm. you know, programs for um, epilepsy. Just a whole, and raising awareness. And, like, for myself, really thinking of, like, the platform that I've been blessed with. And now, like, the reach that I've, like, I've been able to help thousands of people. Not only myself, but, like, the team, the right. foundation. And there's there's something about it when, like, you're, you're, you know, like I said, eight years in the league and all that stuff. Like it's been a blessing, but like there's substance and not saying there's not substance in the NFL because that's my patient passion, but like right. there's substance behind 
giving back. There's substance behind helping others. There's substance mm-hmm. behind and and it's you know, and I say substance as a term is like there's something inside that makes you feel good, you yeah. know? And whatever we want to term it with, if it's substance you know, but it, it it's something that just it makes you think of outside of yourself you know mm-hmm. it's not so much like growing up you know obviously playing league and everybody's like you're Brett Hundley all but like mm-hmm. it's not about that like when you're helping others like who cares about Brett Hundley like yeah. I care about you you yeah. know and like regard and again like it's nice that I've been blessed and we've been able to build this foundation but like that's where I enjoy it the most and mm-hmm. have helped me transition is like it's not about me Right. I'm just thankful to be able to have the platform to be able to provide these services to of people course. who I know are going through the same thing that I watched my sister go through. Insane. That's that's like the stuff that really helps the most to be able to like provide meals at Christmas or Thanksgiving for families who, you know, are struggling and I know what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Like I like yeah. all these things that like I grew up with as a child where I didn't necessarily have somebody you know, and for me to be able to make it out and now being able mm. to give somebody like an opportunity to feel heard. Right. That's deep, you yeah. know, and, and that's where I feel like the complete joy from doing this. It's your element, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, that's, that's why that's, that's what's fun to me. Yeah. That's insane. What's the idea? Like a favorite memory, like with the foundation, man. Um, I got so many memories of the foundation. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah, it was I'm a sure, cool thing and dude. we got started really because of epilepsy, mm-hmm. but as I just touched on the life skills program and working through traumas, especially as men, we started this program with Eisner health in California and it was for first time fathers and it was a 12 week course. And I set it up just like life skills. Mm, So like I, it was the, it was perfect for me because this is, yeah, it was like, it was like, this is everything I always wanted to do. And I ain't got no children, but like, I think the platform of like men being able to express themselves emotionally and feel heard and also learn Mm -hmm. how to do so. We, I did me and uh, Sam, Sam Estes, the Mm co-chair of the foundation. We had joined the first meeting for the Eisner health fatherhood program. And that was like 10 to 12 other guys in there, all fathers, all anywhere from 20 to 40 years old to be able to hear the stories of each father and like to know that they're not where they want to be, but they're Mm. in the class to get to where they want to be. And this class is going to help them emotionally connect with their children, emotionally connect with their significant other, Mm. their, you know, the mother of their children and even learning how to express love to your child and stuff like that. Cause most of us, you know, and our parents, no matter where we're from, you know, no parent is perfect. So there's something that you're missing. Right. And in order to get that, like you, you, you got, you know, sometimes you have to go find it and certain, mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to be open enough to go find it because, right. you know, man, we're over here like, all right, yeah. well, I don't need this. Right. But, right. but Ego's it's like, yeah. And it's like when you're open enough to allow yourself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with another man or other men, um, there's a lot of healing and, and learning that comes from it. So to see that, that was like a huge moment for me mm-hmm. because to know where I was when I was going through life skills and what I was learning <laughs> And how that thing tore me apart and broke me down and built me back up to like where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And to know that these men, and again, it's no matter the age range, you know, mm-hmm. but like all these men are about to go through that same thing and they're being vulnerable enough to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, changing one life is enough, but like changing 12 lives, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's awesome to me. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys move in like different cohorts every like six months or something? Or yeah, like what's so the structure? Every 12 weeks. Okay. Th- the, there's a English and there's a Spanish group. Mm. And so, you know, one course is all, all Spanish. One course is all English. 
and there's you know it's free to them so like they 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 sign up it's a 12-week program and there's every week it's something different and it's a different topic and then at the end of 12 weeks we present them with something whether it be you know maybe a gift card or something or like a, a just something to help you know say congratulations and yeah. then after that like we just finished up the first programs with all the guys and like Jeez. the the feedback we got was like we get emails and stuff and so stuff like that like it, it's hard to describe because that's just what makes like it, it makes it worth it mm-hmm. honestly like it really does like getting the feedback getting understanding that like people's lives families lives are going to mm-hmm. be changed mm-hmm. as men you know grow and are better men right. and better fathers you know that that in turn will help you know the family and, right. and society and create more better better sons yeah and daughters like all that and stuff you heal the family it. traumas you hear the you heal the generational you know wounds and that that takes a lot of work yeah but at the same time like you know it, it it again it's just day by day to it so it that's the stuff that like means the most to me yeah talk about uh yeah the relationship with you and your dad man you guys are, oh, are close like this, yeah bro. close and yeah it, talk, it, talk about that and how he the role he's played in your life through different seasons yeah. and such. It, it's crazy too because me and my pops are like this and we talk you know all the time but like even for us like we've went through our ups and our downs our seasons of talking being mad at each other or this and but like yeah. the one thing that he's always had is consistency mm-hmm. and that for for a father and especially as an african-american father in our you know um society that speaks volumes yeah. um and for him i mean i tell him all the time i can't thank him enough because my yeah. food passion you know who i am all that stuff like yeah. my work ethic I mean, waking up every morning, I remember when I was a kid, The some of my first memories as a child are waking up to him doing push-ups and sit-ups in the living room mm. at five in the morning, and me wanting to, like, go with him on his run, but I couldn't. I was too little. Right. And so we, <laughs> we would, like, it, I would, but it was weird. Like, I, he didn't, he never woke me up. I always mm. woke up. Yeah. And I don't know if he was loud or what, but I always woke up. I came out to the living room, saw him working out. Yeah. And then as I got older, I got a bike. And mm. then I was like, all right, let me t-. actually, I had an electric scooter at first. Okay. So I would take the electric Jeez. scooter and ride with him as a little kid next yeah. to him on his three, four mile run. Yeah. And then as I got older, I got a bike. Mm-hmm. And then I started biking and then, you know, junior high school, I started running, yeah, but yeah. I couldn't finish the run. So like after a mile or a mile and a half, I, there would be an exit. So I would exit out. Yeah. And then as I got older, I was able to finish more That's and more of the insane, things. And bro. then it just kept building to where I finally was able to finish. Like once we got to high school, I was finally able to finish a run with him yeah. and we would go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, and this is before school. So then yeah. we would go, I would go to school and then do my workouts for football and practice right. and stuff. But every morning we wake up and run before school and when i finally was able to finish a like a run with him mm-hmm. when i was that old then it got to the point where at the end like towards the middle of high school we would start racing mm. and then finally at the end of high school going to college i would start winning yeah like, exactly and, and my dad's fast so yeah. like you know you know you don't like yeah, thing, but right. like we, there was this long stretch at the end always yeah and like th- that's the stuff that like you just you know, stuff like yeah. that goes a long way. Like it's t- yeah. like I still draw to this day. Yeah. Every morning, that's the only that's the one thing I know how to do. If I'm gonna get in shape, I, my butt's gonna be out there jogging. jogging now, I was just jogging one or two days ago. Insane. Still do it to this day. Yeah. When, I, when I get in town, if I'm training for football, mm-hmm. stick to every. I, all right, when you going jogging, dog? So it's that I'm, consistency. Consistency. It's, it's like consistency. always, and he still does it. And I, I, that's all I know. Yeah. Is 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 something, especially with us, man. I, and 
you know, it goes deeper than that because it's not just about the consistency and that's what I took from it, but it's just like what he's allowed as a, like what he's helped me with as a father, you know, just understanding like what I'm going through my seasons, you know, mm-hmm. and, and being there. Um, and like I said, it's not always perfect. You know, yeah, we went course. months, you know, a minute without, you know, we've got an argument and stuff like that, but like, it's always consistent yeah. and we're always going to get back to where we were yeah. and flourish and, you know, it's yeah. I mean I can't speak more and it's, it's that awareness to understand like where you're at yes. right and that no matter what we're gonna come back this yep. just needs to run its course and that's it and like that that alone has helped me and that's why I'm I look at y'all I'm not trying to have no kids no time soon Tell but you. when I do yes I'm gonna be a great father yeah, yeah. I, and I, it's my self talk yeah. every morning like oh I, like <laughs> I'm excited for it's, it and yeah. that's what I think fathers help their sons do is like yeah be excited to be a father and yeah. it's not in excited to where like i'm thinking all right let me have a kid right now because I, I, I don't want no kid right now i don't want no dang dog right now you know <laughs> like i don't want no fish no nothing <laughs> no but no pets when i do get that moment yeah i'm super excited for, for and I, when it comes and i think it's because you respect it yes you respect father, yes that's right? a good way where, to put where it. a lot of people don't yeah they're just kind of flimsily just going about this and not really having any thought about it yeah i'm dude i'm the same it. way like I'm looking forward to it because yeah. it's an honor, yeah. and I and I greatly respect fatherhood. Yes. I want to make sure I do it yes. well. Like, and it, that's the thing is like making sure, and like that's why this life skills, this courses, mm-hmm. like learning about our own traumas, our own childhood, yeah. like because I don't want to teach. Like, I I respect fatherhood so much that like I don't want to pass down my you know, uh, family traumas yeah. to the next. Like I want to be the one to stop it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm with like, that's why I'm just so excited. And it excites me to do the work and to learn and research and even, you know, work through my own emotions mm. to be better for whenever I have the son or daughter, you yeah. know, and to be able to help mold them into hopefully being a better man than I was, you yeah. know, and it's just that continual cycle that, you know, we'll, we'll grow into, a really strong line of uh yeah. of Hunleys. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Take me to um sort of the beginning like of the of the traveling bug. Oh yeah. Like, where does that come from? Oh, yeah. Where does that stem from? It's funny. I got one passion from each of my parents. Okay. So my mom's a flight attendant. Uh-huh. I got the traveling oh, bug from her. <laughs> and yes. my dad, the men in my family cook. So yes. my dad cooked Insane, all bro. growing up and so i got the food bug from him yeah. and then i picked up photography on my own yeah so it's like i got one from each and Jeez. then i got my own and that's like that's really how traveling got started because i used to fly for free so you know football i couldn't i didn't really have the time to travel but right. like when i first got the taste of like i think my mom took us to jamaica <laughs> first place i went to young. out of the states yeah, yeah first out, out of the states and it was you know to me it was i was just enjoying it i yeah. i i enjoyed seeing different cultures and like knowing that there was a complete difference like what we are used to out here in america it's completely different yeah. out the country and these other countries completely like yeah. ain't no no similar. nothing yeah it's aside nothing like similar. our norms completely different so yeah. like when i understood that like that's really when traveling started and then once mm-hmm. once i once i had enough money yeah you know and not to say traveling people like because when i be traveling people be thinking i'm spending racks on racks, racks, on racks, on racks and i'm racks like dog racks. i probably no. travel cheaper than most 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 people yeah. like most people honestly i probably travel cheaper than them and yeah. it's just because i'd be trying to find deals yeah I'm you have to yeah you have to bro <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> and so like when i got to the league that's when it started with like groupon because groupon has great trips for everybody oh really that's, yeah that's that's, that's 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 some knowledge for y'all right there yeah. check out groupon that's huge and they have great travel that's how i got Dude, started because It'd be like a 
thousand bucks and that'll cover your flight, your hotel, and like a like I went through China and Thailand for like twelve hundred bucks, and that was my flights Wait, and my hotels bro? and my activities. It was, I mean, the Groupon has crazy That's deals. Insane. Okay, good and, to know. Holy and crap. it started with that, and then I started doing it my, on my own, and then I started traveling on my own, and then it just yeah. built into this huge thing to now, like, I, I got to see every country in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm at 40, right. which is a good, great start. Um, but 40 countries. 40 countries, insane. man. But it's, insane. I mean, it is just, traveling to me is like, where I can be, where I'm not, one, I'm not like, Brett Hunley, you know, I'm right. I'm just me. Yeah, nobody knows nobody me. Knows. I say I'm a ping pong player. Yeah, like you, you, nobody will know I, what <laughs> like I do unless they, yeah, state, unless they see right. my Instagram or anything like that. Like right. they will not know me, and they're like, it's got to be nice, and it's it is. Feel it's really refreshing. Good. Yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah. You know, and and meeting people who are meeting or experiencing you, like right. your authenticity, your energy. Rather than the the you know when people hear football player, NFL player, you know, yeah. you naturally get a. Uh, you know, wherever people's biases are, you mm-hmm. know, towards that, it's just what you're coming into. But, right. um, but for myself, traveling has been one of my favorite things to do and still is. Yeah. You know, what, uh, there's, so I can picture somebody who just got drafted, right. They're about to hit their rookie year. Yeah. Um, you know, there's kind of like the rookie contract with yep. people are like be safe, you know, yep. save it, whatever. Um, but following that rookie year, what, mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give this person, like a rookie who's about to, you know, has a little bit of extra money the yeah. most they've ever had in their life, right? Man. Like, what advice would you give them for traveling? And, yeah. you know, they're scared to travel. I like, would, I've never left my neighborhood. I would for sure say um, Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> but do yeah. it. But honestly, yeah, like, because Groupon, everything, like, you ain't got to do nothing. You ain't, right. ain't got to set up. And then once you get used to that, then you can start to start traveling on your of own. Course. But, like, I always say, like, find somebody to go with you, whether it be a significant other or like a friend mm. or a teammate or somebody, you know, and like, just try like, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And yeah. like, go for it. And you don't have to spend like, don't go. One thing. And this is for all y'all watching this. This is what kills me. When people travel and they go to like Bor Bor, wherever the heck you want to go yeah. to Thailand and they stay in a resort and just like <laughs> sip on a Mai Tai and right. to each his own. I, right. I'm, but like, I could go to a resort out here in Arizona and then, you know what I'm saying? And sip of my time. If I want right. to relax, I want to relax, you know, right. but like to fly out <laughs> somewhere and just sit in a resort without seeing like what's outside. Like right. you're li- literally the just place. going to a hotel out of country. You're going to a hotel uh, retreat outside the country. Like, uh, right. It, ki- right. it kills me. So like, yes, actually like go like dive into the culture, like right. dive into like where the tourists are not going. Like don't go to the Ooh. dangerous places, but like, of course. but dive into like where like the food is that like the tourists aren't going to go and like right. the authentic food and like the authentic places where people gather and, you know, socialize and interact and like, you know, talk to the people out there. The locals, like, man. I've met, I've met, I have friends all over the world because Ooh. when I travel, I don't like staying at Airbnbs and hotels because mm. there's no interaction with people. I stay at hostels like not I don't do it all the time but like mm-hmm. I love staying at hostels because one you, you can get your own room in hostels right. but like two there's a community in each hostel so mm. like you have a sheet where like you could they'll post it up and you can eat dinner together you can go travel together you can go out and party together and that is the coolest yeah. thing to me like yeah I, I've met countless people just because of hostels and like that is that's what I'm saying. Like, go out and like just embrace yourself. And I've traveled alone for months at a time, mm. but in that, like, I find peace in doing that. But also, like, I also like have found friends doing that because when I'm by myself traveling alone again, nobody knows who I am. But like, 
when I'm out in hostels and I just go on a random tour with a group of people and I just interact with people. And like, it's the coolest, it's the coolest thing to me. And like that, that in itself will open your eyes. And I think a lot of people, when they do it, it opens their eyes to understanding that there's so much more Mm. outside of America, so much more like in how we think our norms are and like what we need. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest thing is like, people think what we need here, like you want the fancy, I've seen insane, kids bro. with insane, on islands bro. with no power, no water, yeah. having the time of their life, the time of their life, and not knowing what, because you know we're conditioned to thinking we want out here, right? But like it really puts an understanding of like this is this is all I you know I this is all I need, yeah. You know, like understanding your needs, <laughs> like that. It is. just blows my mind. Like people, people do get frustrated with. Like when their Starbucks order is <laughs> yeah, wrong, yeah, and it like will ruin their day. <laughs> yes, and like you know, we're of course the country of freedom, mm-hmm. but that does not sound like a very free person. To no, me, no, right at all. It's fascinating how like traveling, you get to really realize like, yep. oh, what matters and doesn't matter. Yes, and, and even like understanding like, yeah, like what you said, like what matter, like. <laughs> money love (laughs) understanding like all that stuff like what truly matters like the relationships the like i I think it's funny i mean i've seen monks walk into starbucks like you know (laughs) just some random stuff like a monk walking into starbucks he's not getting mad over his order being messed up but he's just enjoying you know nice little frappuccino of course you know but like stuff like that it's like just random things and it's like that's where like you get that true sense of like identity almost Mm. in a sense of that that Mm. really like understanding like who you are and like what you need i guess and that that like traveling to me there's so much to learn yeah by traveling like how has uh how has traveling influenced like what you do on and off the field like when you come back how does that man how does it feel like what you do like the things you learn yeah experiences a lot of the times when i travel man and that's why i don't care about driving my prius my elantras (laughs) i do not care like because i can drive a c8 uh, Corvette if I want I could drive a BMW I could drive a Jeep mm. but I stick to my Prius yeah. because and everybody you know especially when I was first in the league you know everybody's like what this is the funniest story I'm not lying y'all <laughs> when I was in Indianapolis last year yeah I had a car named Betsy <laughs> and it was this broken down 2000 Dude, and like eight Jeep Wrangler let's go and it was bro. my uncle's car who his family would lived out there and they just had a spare car and it was a red. I mean, this thing was about maybe three passengers. Like, if there was four of us in that car, it probably would have broke down. I'm weak. I rode that thing all year long. When we showed Let's up to go. team events, everybody was in their Porsches at the airport pulling. I'm me and Betsy, Betsy, baby. <laughs> me and Betsy was in there. Let's me and Betsy you. was in there riding that. deep. Yes. Going yes. through, go over potholes. That's but like good, man. Stuff like that. Like, Right. that's what traveling has allowed me to do where it's not like the keeping up with the Joneses and buying mm. the, you know, like the biggest purchase. And I'm going to say this on there. So everybody I'm, I'm going to be because honestly, and the reason I'm doing this now is because I'm about to sell this dang thing. Okay. But the biggest purchase I ever made was my damn couch. <laughs> it was my damn couch. Bro, that's a damn good couch, bro. It is amazing. Fire. It's an amazing couch. And bro. just, I'm going to put this out there, y'all. Yeah. I spent $26,000 on this damn couch. Ooh, and it's, phenom- it's phenomenal. Yes. yes. But like, when I think of it now, right. I'm like, why? Like, and right. I, I'm, again, I do not spend frivolous. Like, I do not do it. But like, this yeah. couch, I, and my mom helped, you know, she was 
pushing me. And I was like, you know what? This is gonna be my forever home. Yeah. I'm a I'm a buy what mm. I want in this house and yeah. make sure it's. And then now Sturdy. I don't Airbnb the house, the couch is gone. Because that's like, I, right. I don't have the, the attachment to it like that anymore mm. when I first bought it. And that's, I, that in a sense, I credit to traveling. Yeah. Understanding that, like, I'll drive my Prius, I'll drive Betsy. Yeah. And I'll st- you know, like, I, I want to be the person where, like, you see these guys, like Bill Gates, they driving, yeah. you know, they ain't wearing nothing fancy. Nope, same thing every day. You would dude. never know they're the richest man in the world. Right. I, that's me. Right. That's what I want to be. That's amazing, bro. That's, that's fire. If I can wear my workout shirts and this and be <laughs> right. and make ten million dollars a year, yeah, I'll I'll drive a Prius. Let's go. I'll be cool. The path to ten million dollars a year, bro. Talk about like Man. some of the things you're involved with, like with yeah. investing and some of the different different yeah. activities you're doing. Man, um, as we were talking earlier, like how much things can change in a year or two. Yeah, like. I remember when I first came in the league, I was hoarding my money and I didn't want to touch it because I was broke. Then, you know, I, I just want to see my money in there. Yeah. And then it wasn't until about two years ago where I started investing and in thinking of like the long term game as far as like what I want to do after football and like mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. You know, I, I knew I didn't want to work a nine to five. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. But like I knew I wanted to do something and out even with the foundation, I still wanted to do something, you know. Right. And so I got into, um, man, Airbnb. Okay. Turo, got my own cleaning company, and I have a property management company as well. Oh, wow. So it's like all these things that just started in the past two years have, and I have my own marketing company. Mm. So there's five companies, there's a foundation, mm-hmm. and there's football. Yeah. <laughs> Insane, bro. And everybody's like, well, how do you have the time to do it? And I just be honest, I can tell you, but yeah. it gets done. And um, the... Like once I started investing into that, and I also do stocks and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah somebody course. will handle those. But yeah, um, but like <laughs> once I started investing into, because it's scary. I had all this, you know, enough money yeah. that I I didn't want to see it go down, but I, I knew I needed to do something to make it start working. Right. And so just like everybody, you know, everybody watching this stuff, you build up this sort of nest egg of like what makes you feel comfortable mm-hmm. or w- what is the point that you're going to feel comfortable in life with right. finances. And like I wasn't there, but I knew I had something where like if I stopped playing football, like I could probably live for maybe like eight or 10 years, you know, yeah. it'd yeah. be good. Yeah. But like um, I knew after that 10 years, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. Right. And so I put some money out there. And I'm, I'll never forget it. Prince Mukamara, who I grew up, who actually is from oh, Arizona wow. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, we were locker mates Jeez. in Arizona. And um, I was asking him because I was looking into getting into some, um, you know, um, properties out here in Arizona. Yeah. And I was just going to long-term rent, rent them. And um, he was like, dude, have you ever just thought about Airbnb? And I was like, no. Mm. Um, and we started talking. I'm huge on numbers. Under, and especially if I'm going to take some of my money yeah. out just saved it's got to be thorough oh yeah i want it to be, be all thorough. this so every day he spent time with me every single day and he showed me the numbers the breakdown of what he was doing how he was mm. doing it and he was so open with me and there was nothing for him to gain i mean it's not like i was gonna buy a house with him it's right. just like he was just open about it yeah and i bought my first property my first thing five minutes away from his first from his property i said you know Jeez. what if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna, gonna do it right close? by you yeah be close be neighbors <laughs> and i bought it and no joke, man, I, I, luckily my mom is an interior designer mm. and she specializes with short-term rentals and stuff like that. Oh, crazy. So it sort of worked out. Yeah. But, um, but like I had her design it, furnish it. And I remember the first night I 
press like live, go live on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, man, yeah. I, Prince, I didn't seen the numbers. I didn't said, all right, let me try this. Yeah, I went live, and in the first month, and I mean the first twenty four hours, I had like ten thousand dollars booked in a month. Holy no joke, crap. like no joke. And from that moment, everything in me said, all this money I had. Take it. Go. I'm please. investing everything. I'm <laughs> yeah. investing everything. It opened the floodgates for you. And from there, it yeah. was fire. And then it started becoming, and that's where, like, for me, like, my mindset was like, okay, I have this money saved, but I want, I want recurring, like, passive income to mm. where I know I didn't want to work nine to five at football, and right. I wanted something that I knew once I'm done with ten years in the league, I wanted to be able to afford to travel huh. for however long, and then you know right. whatever I want to do after, and I want to keep building. And that same passion I used with football, I now had something else to divert to mm. and put it into as well. Right. And so one property grew into four. Mm-hmm. And the four properties that I had now became, I also created the management company to manage those right. properties. And then I also created right. a cleaning company to clean those properties. Right. And now the cleaning company cleans not only my properties, but other players, Prince's properties, they right. now clean, and other, other players, other Airbnbs, yeah. and now the management company now not only manages my properties, but now it manages other players' properties, yeah. other freaking people's properties, right. and like it that just kickstarted. And then yeah. also on top of that, I had my Jeep, and that was the first car I bought, yeah. my 2015 Jeep, Jeep Grand Cherokee, all yeah. black. It was my baby. Yeah. And I was just driving. It was all paid off. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, at that time, I didn't really like debt, so I paid yeah. it all off. And I, I, and Justin, uh, my business partner, he had, uh, he said, "Man, have you ever thought about Turo?" And I said, <laughs> "I don't know what the heck that is." Like, but explain to me. I'm it's all not like over a dish. There. What yeah, is I was that? Like, Turo sounds great. A country, um, then maybe. Yeah, and I was, I was like, <laughs> "No, nah, I never." And he was like, "Man, it's, it's like Airbnb, but for cars." Wow. And that's what caught me. And I was yeah. like, "I ain't got nothing to lose. Let's try it. I'm about to go out and play football anyways. I'm not really going to use my car. So right. we put it on the market. And I again, I didn't have no payments, but we, I made like." $1,300 in a month. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there like, man, my payment, even if I had my payment, I'd probably pay $500, $600. So I would have made, you know, maybe after, you know, smaller, I would have probably made like six, 700 bucks a month. But like, mm-hmm. then I started thinking like, all right, well, what if I keep this on Turo mm-hmm. and I'm making, now I'm making $1,300 a month plus right. like the revenue that's coming from the Airbnb. So I'm making another, you know, after tax, you know, after all the profit or expenses maybe you know six thousand on on a house yeah. a month and i was like damn that's like seventy three hundred you know seventy five hundred dollars a month just mm-hmm. from a property and a car right and i was like that that alone for me and you know what i'm saying i'm cheap y'all like right that for me, <laughs> right. i can travel the world yes, on seventy three hundred dollars a month because well, if i go to bali rent is about a, maybe in a nice house maybe a thousand dollars yeah exactly. and unless i'm eating like you know a freaking lobster tail every day with the <laughs> chef like right. I know I'm not going to spend $6,000 a month right. in Bali. No way. And so I was sitting there like, man, this is, this is this nice. <laughs> this is freedom. Yeah, this, this is free. Yes, yes that's exactly what this is freedom. And yeah. this is what it, this, I started getting like the understanding of like, this is what everybody's talking about. Like yeah. how yeah. they're that, like their in, investments will set up their life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I dove in on. And that's when I started now at four properties and now at 16 cars Mm -hmm. and now manage it, you know, and it's like that, that changed now to where I was like, you know what? I like this and this can set me up for, and the thing is, that's why I sold my couch or I'm selling my couch because Mm -hmm. I had that, I bought the house first, 
my own house yeah. and the couch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put everything in, into it and do it big. But then when I started thinking like, well, why am I doing this now when I'm like, I don't have a family. Mm-hmm. I'm traveling all the time. Like, what, what does that house mean? Like, what, and that's like the security where most people have to ask themselves, like, what does this house, because everybody wants that first house, you know, the family, the house, the car, but like, what, what do those truly mean to you? Mm -hmm. Because like, in, in a sense, like buying a house is a great investment, but living in it, especially if it's your first, like, if I, if you tell me, all right, I can live in this house for the rest of my life and pay whatever your mortgage is, or I can rent it out and make a couple thousand a month. Mm to offset my living expenses if I want to get an apartment or something like that. So your, your, your immediate gratification is delayed mm. until, you know, maybe you build up that passive income to now buy the house you want. Right. And now I can sit and do a podcast right. and make this. And everybody says right. like Michael Jordan makes money in his sleep. And I never really knew what it meant right. until I'd started ju- jumping into like the understanding of what passive income really mm. is when I'm sleeping, mm-hmm. I wake up and I know I get an email from Airbnb or from Turo and it says, Hey, $5,000 was just deposited into your account or yeah. $1,200 was just deposited. That's the stuff I like yeah. and where I ain't, I, I've worked for football, but like that's the stuff where I now am starting to, and have now got it a huge it's grasp on. Yeah. It's like when I can wake up and know that like even playing football mm-hmm. and being in football, I can still make money. Yeah. And or whatever I want to do, even when I'm traveling now, I can still make money. <laughs> I can still do a podcast and still make money. Right. Because of the things that are set up in the mindset that has been changed to now. Instead of thinking I want the BMW, and that's why I don't care about buying, me and Betsy be rolling. <laughs> be deep. That's what I'm saying. But that's yeah. why I don't care about it because I yeah. know right now, like right. I don't, I'm, I'm not worried about what people are thinking. I'm driving, what people right. care about, and traveling has helped that. But like at the same time, understanding that what I want, I know that it's gonna take what I'm doing now, and it's gonna take that mindset change for everybody. You know, this is for everybody who wants these things because now it's it's huge on social media and TikTok and stuff like that. Like create this, do this, invest in this. But like, are you really going to do it? You know, like, are you really going to invest? Are you really going to like not buy that or not live in that first house you purchased because Mm. that has been like a core thing growing up and everybody wants it? Or are you not going to buy that BMW? Or if you do maybe not Mm. drive that or live in your first house, but like put them on Airbnb and Turo and delay your gratification so that once you're ready right. to and build, build that egg to right. where you can actually live, live from, right. you can do whatever you want at that point. <laughs> Anything, whatever, you, yeah. whatever you want. Because right. if you're making money not working a nine-to-five mm-hmm. passively, you can literally do what, the freedom. Yeah, That's what really started clicking for me. And now yeah. like I've, I'm at the point where I have the freedom, but mm-hmm. I'm still hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still hungry. Yeah. And like that is the thing where like, What's going to, you know, what, what is it for most people, you know? And for me, it was giving up the idea of like what I thought I wanted or needed and what, and it's really because of society and what, you know, NFL players should have. But once I gave that up Mm -hmm. and I truly realized what I wanted and from life, Mm. it allowed me to start building and making these plays to where now I can drive my Prius and feel completely great about who I am and what I'm showing to y'all because y'all might think I'm driving, you know, think I'm over here broke with a Prius, right. but don't know. I got four or five properties. Right. I got a flip going. I got four companies. I got 17, 16 cars 
and I'm making more money in yeah. my sleep than probably, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, y'all can laugh. Y'all can laugh if y'all want. Yeah, laugh yeah. if y'all want. Okay. But I bet y'all be in Bali in yeah. about three years, chilling, <laughs> right. sipping a Mai Tai. Uh, with some monks some and Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, that's the stuff to me where I'm like, that's that's what I want to do. Like, I don't yeah, care about all the sure. fashion stuff like that, the jewelry. Yeah. like, this yeah. is Jack's J. This ain't an ad either. This is, yeah. But, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like stuff like this. Like, I, yeah. that's, huge, that's, man. That's, that's, that's the big thing. It seems like what it takes in order to get to that place is a, a very secure knowledge of yourself yes. and understanding of yourself and yeah. to not be operating from a place of like insecurity. Yeah. So like the Joneses, baby. what kind of advice, 100%, what kind of advice would, uh, would you give somebody who is in that place? Right. Maybe cause it seems like life skills was so yeah. important for you. Yeah. And it seems like that fuels a lot of where, like how you appreciate yourself, where you're at in life, yeah. and, and and understanding of yourself, right? Yeah. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who may need um, that sort of word or the, yeah. that, that sort of support or that that understanding of themselves? I for me, it's always been like the darkest times of my life that has really sort of like allowed me mm. to like understand like who is with me and like right. what my thoughts are and like what I truly believe in. Yeah, and. I would say that advice to everybody watching is really dive in. And sometimes it's, it's hard to say, like, just dive in because nobody's going to see, you know, I can say, look yourself in the mirror and stuff like that or whatever. Everybody else always says, like, just, you know, start. it's all the stuff that, like, you're going to hear. And it's like, all right, well, what am I supposed to do with this? But, like, the true for me is understanding, like, what is really important? Like, mm. what is it that's going to last, like? me buying a car because we th and this is what really hit is like thinking of like 10 years ago what was the hottest car out or what was the hottest what was the new fad the new trend right. and like where are we today like who cares about what it was 10 years ago so right. it's like you're never gonna be satisfied buying the new jordans and yeah yeah i mean it feels nice i ain't gonna lie like yeah. it feels nice i have some nice shoes nice fit but like in five years what is that gonna do for you yeah. like Seriously, a lot of a lot of boys, you know, especially players. I've seen it all the time, you know, partying and stuff like that. But in ten years, when you look back, and yeah, you might have had a great time spending hundreds of thousands or whatever amount of money. But like, what is actually gonna last? Yeah. You know, what is actually gonna be here ten years from now? Yeah. I know that my energy, my vibrations, my who I am, and like the things I'm trying to set up, I know will be here ten years from now. Like I'm thinking, what is what is real? Yeah. And to me. The fame, the, you know, the, the nice cars is great, mm -hmm. but if I'm going to buy it, best believe I'm going to be able to afford it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm 100%. not going to sit here and think just because my man is, you know, especially with all these, you know, if I, if I got a hundred million dollar contract, right. Best believe I'm going to be driving a Porsche. Yeah. But I ain't got it. Right. Right. <laughs> I ain't got and it. It takes that awareness, man. And knowing, knowing your means yeah. also, like people try to live outside their means and they try to, they try to show to others what they're not or what yeah. they don't have. Yeah. And that is understanding really just like what, what is it? Is it, you know, and social media plays a huge part of it because yeah. you see everything so green and exactly. luxurious for everybody else's life. But that's why it's so important to hear those words. Yeah. You just said is like, be yeah. true and know what's important. And like, just, just really figuring and figuring out like what's real in your life. Like, what do you care mm. and value most about, yeah. you know? And like, once you find that and, and it took me reading countless books. Like I see the Don Miguel Reese here. Yeah, like, like it took me countless years, books, courses, mm -hmm. um, classes. But like after it all, and you know, I'm still learning. Yeah. But I think now I'm at a place where I'm happy and not a happy of like 
this is a temporary happiness. Like I feel true joy mm-hmm. inside and it's not always, you know, I'm not always there, but like deep down, I feel happiness. Like I feel love. Yeah. And once I got to that point and once I really understood like what I valued the most or what I would cherish the most in life. Mm-hmm. And that's when things to me really started kicking in and my mindset started changing. You Insane. Know? If you could go back to uh to rookie year brett what would you tell him man <laughs> i'll tell him a lot yeah yeah <laughs> i'll tell yeah. him a lot i'm sorry sit down brother because we got we got some stories to share bro yeah yeah i think you know when i look back on myself when i was rookie year just in my tw- you know 20 21 whatever mm-hmm. um i would tell myself to slow down and really like it slowed down. Things were going so fast for me when I was got to the league, like meeting Aaron Rodgers, playing, making money. Right. I had no idea like what I was doing. I was like, I didn't even know who I was because everybody had an influence on me. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, if I saw this, all right, cool, I'm with it. You know, but like really figuring out who are your core people and slowing down and really figuring things out about yourself, you know, because most of the time until shit hits the fan, you're not going to look at yourself and think right. of you know um what is real in your life but for me i got halted mm. with a brick wall mm. you know and um and it forced me to do that but if i could tell myself one thing when i when i was that old uh, or that young um it would be to slow down love just it, enjoy man. life a little bit love it bro yeah. well cool beans man i appreciate you pulling up dog thank you brother that was amazing this is awesome dude this is crazy right yeah, this is my first podcast <laughs> It's awesome. I'm happy. I'm so pleased. Yeah. So freaking good, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate you and, uh, you know, just always being there and always bringing me along. Thank you, man. Uh, for stuff, man. And always, yeah. It's I appreciate crazy. our friendship, bro. Yeah. It's crazy, it's man. It's fire. Like, no, you guys, it was off camera. <laughs> we were talking about, like, our yeah. journey, like, and meeting, you know, Skia, like, two years ago or however long, two, three years yeah, ago now. dude. And, like, where, like, how much is, like, it's crazy, man. But even yeah. this, like, Rob, thank you for yeah. having me on and just, and just rap it, man. Of course, and man. listening. Yes, always, man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah, of course. Anytime, dog. Well, yeah, this is uh, this is the wrap, man. This is the end. I appreciate you guys for, for pulling up and tuning in and staying till the end. Make sure uh, you guys go follow Brett on social media. Where, where can they find you? The different uh, social, avenues. Yeah, social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Brett Hunley, B-R-E-T-T-H-U-N-D-L-E-Y-7 um and that you'll find me nice and then the foundations ig is yeah same uh hunley foundation Uh, if you type in the hunley foundation uh, dot org uh you'll pull up the website and uh yeah check that out please even if you don't follow me or whatever check out the foundation that's the mess my baby and uh, all the all the good stuff that we do um really just thankful love it man love it love it well make sure you guys subscribe like comment shoot all the the information you guys know what to do um it's been uh it's been a great episode and uh thank you guys again see you guys peace peace insane insane isn't it bro